0: Welcome to the audio podcast, the weekly sermon of the First Presbyterian Church of Brooklyn. We continue our multi-access worship both online in our recently renovated sanctuary. Sunday morning service is in person at 11 a.m. and we are live on firstchurchbrooklyn.org as well as the church Facebook page at facebook.com slash firstchurchbrooklyn. All one word, no spaces. Now, this week's message.
1: So I I feel blessed that I get to share the same name almost with Natanya, who just led that song. So I'm Nathan. That's Natanya. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Um, I'm here to do the introduction to the sermon today. And this is new for me because I'm not used to this, you know, reading off my phone thing. But Connor texted me. And so I know what I'm supposed to say. So. Here we go. Um, Pretend I'm Connor. Everybody? Okay, because I'm going to... Okay. Hi. Hey, everyone. I'm so sorry to be sick and frustrated that I can't be with you in person, but I'm so thankful to everyone who is stepping up to lead us in worship today. Worship is always all of us. This sermon is a little different this morning, it's a script. You know, there's divine intervention. Connor didn't know that they were going to have COVID, but, you know, when, when, so they wrote a script in a fit of sanctified imagination, at least I hope it was sanctified, and leads us into an atmosphere and an urgent set of questions and maybe some provisional answers. I'm so grateful to Ali, to Steve, and to Richard for collaborating on this and performing this morning. I'd like to pray before we begin. How dare I speak with and as these prophets? How dare I manipulate their mouths, move their tongues, and intone their bodies? I dare because their spirit has been democratized. The spirit that animated their lives is available to us and I have made claim on that spirit. I have asked her to speak through me. Whether or not she does is another question, and so I offer this up not as a word from God, but as something the word might seize and take hold of and put to its own use. I pray that it will be useful. I pray that something of your goodness, grace, and faithfulness will shine through, O God. Amen.
2: At dusk, as the sun began to drop out of the sky and fall behind the horizon, the prophet Jeremiah bought some bread from a vendor at the edge of the city. He took it past the city gates and walked up his familiar little hill where he would often sit, usually in silence, always in prayer. As he approached the top, he saw a figure outlined against the dying light of the sky, a gnarl of hair, an almost skeleton body, sitting where he was used to sitting. As he got closer, he realized who it was, his colleague, Ezekiel. Trying not to startle him, he spoke quietly. Ezekiel softly slid out of his trance, slowly coming back to orbit. He recognized that distinctive voice.
3: Uh, Hey, friend, what are you doing out here?
4: This is my spot, you know that. What are you doing there?
3: Well me. I am not sure why. You know how I just start praying and I wind up places.
4: Mm-hmm. Ad and I wanted you to ruin my prayer time. You must be praying to Baal.
3: Uh oh.
4: Yeah. And what does Ad and I care about my jokes when our people are abandoning him like he didn't bring us out of Egypt? and do the desert, and put a law in our hearts. I just, I don't know what else to say to them.
3: I know, I know, God say it. It's not your job to turn their hearts, Jeremiah. That is Adonai. You must only say what he has commanded you to say, and after that, the souls of our people must choose for themselves.
4: And I give us words that have no effect. I stand in the square and bleed on every day like an angry ox, and no one listens. I am exhausted. I am frustrated. I am out of words. Why would Ad and I not give us the right words?
3: The right words. <laughs> I know. I sometimes wonder if my words are his at all or just my imagination. I would rather think that I am deluded and raving mad and that Adonai's words are not strong enough to turn our people's hearts.
4: Ezekiel, I am thinking now. Your wife. I am so sorry.
3: Ah, yes, Uh, friend. What are we to do? Adonai gives and takes away. He told me that she would die just before she did. He told me that I would lose the thing most precious to me in the world. And then she was lost. Just like he lost us, he said. I think he wanted me to feel what he feels. He wanted me to know what it was like. Maybe now I know.
4: I don't know what to say. Would Adonai do such a thing?
3: What would he not do, Jeremiah? What would he not do? He destroyed the earth in a flood. He made our ancestors kill everyone in this land. He makes famine and pestilence and carries the good and evil alike into Sheol. You know this. And I heard what you said. You said that Adonai deceived you and that he tricked you and forced you into his service and then abandoned you. What would he not do?
4: That was the darkest moment of my life. I don't always feel that way. You may feel this now, Ezekiel, but perhaps not always. You say, what would he not do? As if he did not also save us from the oppression of Egypt? As if he did not carry us through the waters of the Red Sea? as if he didn't make a way for us in the desert there is nothing he would not do indeed he may raise your precious one yet isn't it our duty to remind each other of adonai's works of his faithfulness do not forget this now
3: it is easy to forget when the world is ending what the mind might remember the bones forget the stomach dismisses and the soul rejects How can I remember his faithfulness when I'm being banished from my home, led as a prisoner and captive to a land that I do not know and hate for its violence and idolatry? Is this Adonai's faithfulness to me?
4: You are one of his exiles? Yes,
3: yes, I have been chosen. Are we not sick of being chosen? Choose another people, choose another prophet. I lie on my side at the gate for 390 days to take our sin upon myself, to show our people who they are and what they must do. I have eaten my meals with the fuel of human excrement as a sign of our people's defilement. I've seen angels and demons and lost my mind and lost my heart. What have I not given up? What have I not done? And yet I am broken down again and again. And again, choose someone else, Lord.
4: You are faithful, Ezekiel. You have done what you were asked to do. You deserve this land. You deserve to be home. I think if the burden is too great, and I would understand. You can still say no to this calling. You can reject his choice. But listen to me. Think of your own brokenness. Think of your own pain. That is what your people will be feeling in Babylon. They will feel lost and utterly alone, confused and without direction. They go into a death worse than the death of the body. And who will be there to care for them? Who will bind up their wounds? Who will lead them through the valley of the shadow of death? Is that not your calling? This is who you are, friend, a lover of Adonai, a lover of your people. Where else would you go? You will be no happier bound to your dwelling place in solitude and darkness and quiet, letting these hard-headed goats wander into slaughter. You love them too much.
3: You are kind to me, Jeremiah. I know you're suffering, too. I know your friends turned on you. I know they threw you in prison, I know that they tried to kill you, yet you keep on. I wish I could remember Adonai's love like you do. I will practice, I will practice, I will practice. I get so fixated on one side of him, his anger and his frus- and frustration, but, but you see how his love and his rage are braided together. Thank you for reminding me, my friend.
4: You are loved, Ezekiel. I don't know why we have been called to this work when our people are stubborn as mules. I don't know if what we have done is worth anything, but I feel Adonai's love for no reason at all, a love that is not practical, that is not for anything, that has no end in sight. We are here to show people that love and to remind them of it, not reason it out, not look for explanations or results, just love. In the face of people's rebellion and rejection and death and suffering, that's all we have to do. It is all we can do.
3: That is wisdom, Jeremiah. That is in truth, indeed. And yet... Sometimes I see a future. I see a direction this love is taking us. I see us all together again. I see our land healed, our, the water flowing, flowers blooming, and birds singing and playing in the air. I see our hard, cold hearts melting, laughing beside the bank of the river, growing together like trees, our roots intertwined. I see Adonai walking with us there. I do not know how it could be, but I see it,
4: perhaps. I will hold on to your vision, friend. I will hope in that. I must go now. I hope we see one another soon. If not before the end, after the end. Maybe we'll meet here, then, when the water returns.
3: You can do it. Good night, friend.
4: Good night.
2: I hear the wind whipping through the desert, raising sand to etch new histories into the rock where our prophets once stood. But the same sun beats overhead. The same moon pours over the beauty and the terror of the night. The same sky holds their prayers suspended like great clouds. The same soil holds their blood and their tears. Clumps of coagulated earth feeding flowers our prophets never saw bloom. So what is human about these seers? Myth may have shrouded them in a fog of hagiography. They may seem to be something more angelic than human, otherworldly voices, inhuman, ghostly bodies, but they were not. They are not. They are you and me. They are flesh and bone and terror and hope. They are grasping for understanding. They are struggling to sense the movements of the spirit. They are poised on the edge of articulation. They are witnesses to pain, witnesses to the destruction of hope, witnesses to the end of the world. Their poetry absorbs the fractures of a people like an archive.
4: Their words
2: store in themselves dreams and traumas and rage and curses and questions. Their words are full of confluence and contradiction. Their words are love. Their words are home. There is a bond between us that stretches over and beyond all our histories. There is a conversation that claims us. We are at a table together and our elders are speaking. They warn us and encourage us, they share their dreams and tell us to dream. And if they stood in the face of the end and believed in a future, we can too. If they could suffer the breakdown of every known thing and press on into a terrifying unknown, we can too. If they could hold onto their faith in a God that loves and liberates when battalions are out the gates, we can too, because the spirit that lived in them lives in you and me. That is the gift and the truth of Pentecost. We are all prophets and priests. We are all responsible for one another, to prophesy into one another, to remind each other of the great things our God has done, to return our minds and our bodies to the core of our being, to the love of God that binds all things together. So hear the prophets speak, the ones who live in the pages of our scripture, the ones sitting to your left and right in front of you and behind you. We are not alone. We are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses and by a community committed to a prophetic vision. We're not lost. We're not wondering what we should be doing. We're clear. Love and liberation looks like something specific and we are practicing that specificity this is our obedience our hope and our inescapable future press forward loved ones ever deeper
0: thank you for listening to this week's message we trust you were fed as well as challenged by the content this audio archive supplements a video library of the entire service the video along with music from our internationally recognized gospel choir is available on firstchurchbrooklyn.org. We provide multi-access worship options both in person and online Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We are live in the sanctuary, as well as firstchurchbrooklyn.org, and the church Facebook page at facebook.com slash firstchurchbrooklyn. All one word, no spaces. Visit firstchurchbrooklyn.org for more information on both online and in-person worship. Remember that now, as always, you are loved.